I'm so glad and so privileged to be able to speak to you guys tonight on week three of The Great Paradox. And so I want to start off with a question. And the question is this, who in here loves food? <laughs> All right, yeah, I figured that a lot of you guys, you guys love food. See, I love food too, and so you're a lot like me. We all love food. We crave, crave food all the time. And so I just want to find out a little bit more about the foods that you guys like. And so I got a few slides up here. So we're going to take a look at some restaurants. The first one we have is Waffle House versus IHOP. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a little bit of both. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be on the Waffle House side, you know. Waffle House all the way. Ate an all-star in like five minutes, you know, no big deal. It's all good. Uh, all right, so the next one we have, Chick-fil-A versus Zach. I, th I, think, I think what I heard is that you guys love Zaxby's. Is that right? No? All right, all right. I think, I think we've come to a consensus that Chick-fil-A is the winner. The next one we have is Chipotle versus Moe's. Chipotle, Chipotle is my life. Everybody loves Chipotle. And so we're talking all about food. We're talking all about food and we're talking all about restaurants. And so we're talking all about what it means to be filled and what it means to hunger. And so tonight's question is, what does it take to be satisfied in life? And so at the top of your notes, question we're rallying around tonight is, what does it take to be satisfied in life? And so we're on, the week, we're on week three of Paradox, uh, talking all about different paradoxes and, and what Jesus said. And so tonight we're going to be looking at one of his paradoxes. But before we do that, I just want to go ahead and welcome all of our first-time visitors. Any of you guys in here first time? First-time visitors? Awesome. Well, we are so glad that you guys are here. And we want to invite you, after this service, we have our VIP room that's going to be happening. It's going to be Awesome, we're gonna have music, food, drinks, a lot of free stuff. Me, Steve, Robbie, the band get to hang out with us. So definitely check it out, you and the person that brought you after this service. And so if you're new, or if you haven't been with us this whole series, uh, we're talking about paradoxes and Steve gave us a definition of what a paradox is. And so a paradox is crazy but true. And that should be in your notes. A paradox is crazy but true. And so in other words, a paradox is something that you hear and then at first you don't really understand it, but then after you think about it, there's a hidden meaning and there's a true meaning behind it. And so I actually have a couple up here uh, that I want to share with you. And so the first one we have is jumbo shrimp. Starting to get it? Yeah? All right. It took me a second to get this one too. Um, but shrimp are supposed to be tiny, and the word jumbo is in front of it. So how in the world could a shrimp be jumbo? Right? Like... Like, your brain just exploded, my brain just exploded, it is crazy. But, so jumbo shrimp's not a very good one, as I can tell. Um, so we got one that actually, that Jesus actually said, and it comes from John 4:13, And it says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Now, when I first heard this, uh, when I first heard this verse, I immediately thought that Jesus was drinking something other than water, if you understand what I'm saying. Jesus has to be drinking something other than water because no one drinks water and then is thirsty again. See, when you drink a big old glass of water, you don't immediately get thirsty. It takes you a little while. You eat some food and you get thirsty again. But so what is Jesus actually talking about? So we're going to be looking a lot more at paradoxes tonight. And so since we're talking about food and since we're talking about things that fill us, I think it's safe to say that food is essential to life. 
Food is essential to life. That should be in your notes. Food is essential to life. See, we crave food. We want food. We want to be satisfied by food. And so I think the word that we're going to focus on tonight would be the word hunger. See, the word hunger happens a lot. We, we focus on it a lot in, in our culture. See, we all, we're always hungry. That's why we have a ton of restaurants that are really close to our homes. See, we have like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and Chipotle and things like that. And so we always are eating. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and so I want you guys to go and think of a time that you were really hungry. And for some of us, if you're like me, you're immediately like, I'm hungry right now. And I want some Chick-fil-A right now. I could go for a number three Kobe Jack cheese, Dr. Pepper, let's get it. Like, I want some Chick-fil-A. But, but if you really think about it, when was the last time that you were hungry and you are actually starving and you were hungering for days and days? And so for a lot of us, man, we, we don't really understand that because we know where our next meal is going to come from, when we're going to have it. Uh, we usually have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a solid meal throughout the day. But I have a story of some friends of mine that I want to share with you guys, and uh, we actually have a picture of them. And so these are my friends uh, that I got to meet in Haiti. Um, I went to Haiti last year. It was an awesome mission trip. Uh, I went with 12 Stone. It was so much fun. And so I got to meet these really cool kids. And the thing that struck me about these kids was the fact that they were so happy. They were so happy, and yet these kids probably didn't know where their next meal was coming from. They maybe had three or four outfits for who knows how long. Uh, we were there for a whole week, and so every day I saw them, most of them wore the same clothes. Uh, in fact, one kid was actually wearing the exact same shirt uh, that he wore the whole entire week. Uh, it, was, it was really sad. Um, and so before I get into the story, I just want to read you a statistic about Haiti. Uh, Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, with 80% of the population living in poverty, which is less than $2 a day. So a lot of us probably have $2 in our pocket uh, right now. But what really struck me was that 54% live in extreme poverty, which is less than $1 per day. And so if you think about that, $2, $1, that's nothing. See, we, we go through more than $2 in one day uh, in like an hour. Um, so $2 and $1 is nothing. And so when I heard this, I immediately thought, man, those kids, they're hungry, they're thirsty, they need food. Uh, and I thought of the commercials, um, commercials like with the kids that are in third world countries that are starving and you see them uh, drinking the dirty water, you see them with their really plump bellies and the red hair. And so you think about how they're really hungry and they, they are craving, craving food. Um, but... Uh, and so many of them didn't know where their next meal was coming from. And so I think these kids that I got to meet that were so hungry yet so happy uh, directly resemble a verse in Matthew 5. Because these, these kids, even without food, they still knew that God was going to fill them. And so I just want to go ahead and look at the verse. Uh, it's in Matthew 5. If you don't have a Bible, uh, there's one up on the tables around you somewhere uh, or in your lap. We're going to be looking at Matthew 5. Uh, verse 6 on page 968. Uh, go ahead and turn there. And I want to advise you guys, if you don't have a Bible, uh, go and take this one with you. Write your name in it. Make it your own. Start reading God's Word. I think that God has something amazing for all of us once we dive in to what He has for us. And so Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 on page 968. Um, it starts out with the word blessed. It starts out with the word blessed. And it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
for they will be filled. And so all throughout the Beatitudes, Jesus was teaching in paradoxes and teaching about how these are characteristics of people that are true followers of Christ. And so he says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, what in the world is Jesus talking about here? Because I know for me, when I'm hungry and when I'm thirsty, I'm not filled. I want food. I want a snack. I want something. I crave something. And nothing is, I'm not going to stop at anything until I'm actually filled by what I'm looking for. And so what is Jesus actually talking about? And I think what Jesus is actually talking about um, is that in the midst of your hunger, God will fill you. In the midst of your hunger, God will fill you. When you're so concerned with food, God will fill you in ways that you won't even understand. So I don't know if you caught it, but in uh, that statistic, it was 54%. So that's more than half of the people living in extreme poverty, which is less than $1 per day. And so how many of you guys got Starbucks tonight? see a lot of you guys got Starbucks. All right, so how many of you got grande drink from Starbucks? All right. So let's put it in the terms that would relate to Starbucks. Um, If you were a person in Haiti, you would have to work four days to be able to afford what you just bought. Four days to be able to afford what you just bought uh, for $4 out there at the Starbucks that you can literally just walk to and come in before service. Now, how many of you guys got a venti? If you got a venti, that would take you a week. If you lived in Haiti and you wanted a venti frappuccino from Starbucks, it would take you one week to be able to afford it. Now that's crazy. Um, and when I, when I heard that they were living in such poverty and when I saw these kids that were literally drinking dirty water and, and coming up to you and asking you for a dollar and asking you for water and just asking you to hold them, um, it, was, it was really just surreal and knowing that they literally have nothing, but once, you, once they see you and once you hold them, their faces light up and they just smile in knowing that God is filling them because God has sent us as missionaries to go and talk to them and teach them and learn more about God. And so these kids actually understood something that we don't really understand, uh, and that is earthly food cannot satisfy a spiritual appetite. Earthly food cannot satisfy a spiritual appetite. And so if you remember back to the first week of The Great Paradox, when Steve was teaching, he actually gave us a paradox, and it was, when you have nothing but God, you have everything. See, that goes a lot along with earthly food cannot satisfy spiritual appetite, because, see, we have a ton, we have an abundance of earthly food, yet we have a spiritual appetite that is lacking and that is empty. See, in life, we have two appetites. We have an earthly appetite that is filled by physical food, and we have a spiritual appetite that is filled by God. And so earthly food cannot satisfy our spiritual appetites. And when you have nothing but God, you have everything. And so I think when Jesus was talking, he wasn't talking just about physical food that we eat. He was talking about actions that we do, things that we do in our daily lives that can be hindering our relationship with God and not, letting, not allowing us to be filled by who? By him. Uh, and so when Jesus was speaking, he wasn't talking about being hungry, and then not finding what you want, and then just stopping. See, how many of us go into our cabinets or our refrigerators, and we look for food, and then once we don't find anything, we just sit on our couch and not eat the rest of the day? See, we don't do that. Like, we, we eventually get something to eat. We eventually have to eat something, or else we're going to starve and we're going to die. 
Like we can't not eat food because it's a craving that we have that our body is made to eat food for us to have energy and function. And so these actions that we do can be very different for each one of us. Um, But Jesus was talking about these. And so he was talking about actions that you do, not just food. And so I get this way uh, with Chipotle. And so we already went over Chipotle and a lot of people who in here love Chipotle. Yeah, a lot of people love Chipotle. Like everybody knows that Chipotle is my life. Like that's so good. Um, But when you have a hungering for Chipotle, you know that nothing else is going to fill you the way Chipotle is going to fill you. And when you crave Chipotle, you just want Chipotle. You don't want McDonald's or Panera or something like that. You just want Chipotle. And so the closest Chipotle to my house is probably about 10 or 12 minutes uh, with traffic, maybe 15 or so. Um, But there's a ton of other restaurants that I can go to on my way to Chipotle that are way closer and more convenient for me. And I can just get food and I can just go home. And so I actually have a list of some of the restaurants uh, up here. Uh, Moe's, Nukes, Steak and Shake, Longhorn, O'Charlie's, Panera, Chili's, Panda Express, McDonald's, Sonic, Waffle House, and Golden Corral. And see, see, for some of you guys, for some of you guys, it's a big deal that these restaurants are up here because you'd be fine. You'd be fine with just skipping out on Chipotle and you'd be fine with going to one of these other restaurants. See, but are you actually going to get filled? You're not, because when you have a craving and a hunger for Chipotle, all you want, all you want is Chipotle, and all you're going to be filled by is Chipotle. So yeah, I could stop at McDonald's, or yeah, I could stop at Panera, but am I actually going to be filled? And that's the true question, and the answer is no, and that's the same way that Jesus is teaching this. When we look for other things to fill us, we see that we run into a whole list of empty promises and empty fulfillments that don't come true. But when we look to God, we get filled by him. And so I actually have a visual up here uh, to kind of help us with this. And so I have up here with me um, Chipotle and a Happy Meal from McDonald's. And so here's the Happy Meal. And here's the Chipotle. Now, now I want you guys to get this because this is one of the coolest things that I've learned through uh, studying this message and, and learning about hungering and thirsting for God. And so immediately when I take this out, you see what? You see pictures, you see colors, you see a smile. You see a smile, you see happiness. See, the word happy is in the name Happy Meal, so why would this not be happy? See, when you look at this burrito bowl, you see what? You see cardboard, you see aluminum. Maybe if you're ADD, you like this kind of stuff because it's shiny. I don't know. Um, But for me, this doesn't do me much good because it's boring. Like, this just looks boring. There's nothing attractive to it at all. But this, see this, this has a smile right here. It has... Transformers. It has all these pictures that invite me in and make me want to dig into this Happy Meal. But see, when you look past what's on the outside and you open it up, you actually find that there are fries about the size of four fingers. So there's, I would, I would guess there's probably about 10 or so fries in here. There's a little plastic toy. 
that you're going to play with for about five minutes and then stop. There are four chicken nuggets. Four chicken nuggets. And maybe four apple slices. Now, now, get this. That is what you get inside a Happy Meal that promises happiness and fulfillment and something that's going to fill you. Exactly. It's not happy. See, this stuff is not happy. This is something that a four-year-old would eat. But when you look inside a burrito bowl, when you look inside a burrito bowl and see all that's inside of a burrito bowl, you find out that there is, if I can get it open, you find out that there's, you find out there's lettuce, there's tomatoes, there's cheese, there's rice, there's chicken, there's beans, there's salsa. You find out that there's layers to this burrito bowl. You find out that there's layers to what's inside. But this Happy Meal, though, this Happy Meal is happy, right? This Happy Meal promises fulfillment and says that you will be happy. But this is dull on the outside, but brings fulfillment and has layers on the inside. And that's exactly how we take our spiritual appetite. And that's exactly how we treat God. See, if God was this burrito bowl, that's exactly what it'd be like. On the outside, it looks uninviting. It looks challenging. It looks like something that we don't want to get into because we're scared. But if we look at a Happy Meal and we think of it as the things that we turn to for satisfaction, we see that they're inviting. They have pictures. They're colorful. They promise happiness. But yet we get 10 fries, four chicken nuggets, and a little bit of apple slices. See, but when we dive into this Chipotle burrito bowl and when we dive into what God has, we break through the layers. We get through the lettuce. We get through the tomatoes. We get through the cheese. And we go down to the rice and the chicken. And we find out when we get rooted in God, just like when we dive into a Chipotle burrito bowl, we find out all that God has for us and he actually fills us. See, because this isn't going to fill us, but a Chipotle burrito bowl will. And that's the exact same way with God. See, these other appetites that we have, these other things that we turn to aren't going to fill us, but God will. And so um, McDonald's can't satisfy a Chipotle appetite. McDonald's can't satisfy a Chipotle appetite. And in the same way, earthly food cannot satisfy a spiritual appetite. See, because we just learned all about food and we learned about satisfaction, and earthly food can't satisfy spiritual appetite. And for some of us, we chase after these earthly foods, these actions, these other things that we turn to for satisfaction. We chase, the, we chase after them, looking for fulfillment. And so just like my drive to Chipotle, reading my Bible isn't convenient. And it's not convenient for you. And it's not convenient for anyone in this room. But it fills us. And so there's a bunch of other things that we can turn to. I actually have a list of some of them. Uh, maybe for you, you turn to a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe you turn to them for satisfaction. Maybe you're trying to impress them. Maybe you're looking to them for attention. Maybe you don't have a great relationship with your parents. Maybe one of your parents isn't even in the picture. Maybe your friendships are failing and you're looking for someone to satisfy you. And you start sacrificing some of your morals, some of your morals that you've learned from the people that you love for attention from a guy or a girl. Maybe you're partying to get drunk. Maybe you go to parties because you don't know how to have fun with be while being sober, so you need to get drunk, and you need 
to be around a bunch of people and try to be popular and try to fit in, and you use that as a way to fill a void that's in your life. Maybe for you, it's smoking weed. Maybe just like drinking, you can't be sober-minded and have fun at the same time. Maybe you need something to stimulate you and keep you going uh, to be able to satisfy you. Maybe for you, it's Instagram and Twitter. Maybe as soon as you wake up in the morning, you get on your Instagram or you get on your Twitter and say, man, what are people doing? What are, what, what's going on? What, what did I miss last night when I went to bed? Who is still up? Uh, maybe for you, you skip out on reading your Bible in the morning. You skip out on praying and you look at Instagram and Twitter. Maybe for you, and I like this one a lot, you watch hours of Netflix. Any, any Netflix lovers in the house? Netflix? Yes. I love Netflix. I actually was watching a TV series. I don't know if you guys know it, but the TV series Arrow. I was watching Arrow. A lot of you might not know it. Uh, it's part of DC Comics, so it kind of goes with The Flash uh, and Superman. And so Arrow pretty much consumed my life. Maybe a lot of you guys watch Gossip Girl or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so we'll take Gossip Girl. Uh, so there's probably, just like Arrow, uh, there's probably a lot of seasons on Netflix and there's a lot of episodes in each season. And so for Arrow, in Arrow, there are two seasons on Netflix and one going on currently. And so in Arrow, uh, each season has about 25 episodes, uh, with each episode being about 42 minutes. Uh, and then so if you finish fir the first season and the second season on Netflix, you have to go to another site to watch the third season to get caught up. And so for me, um, if we crunched it all together, I think I went through all three seasons uh, and I'm now uh, caught up in about three weeks. That's pretty bad considering how each one's 45 minutes and there's 25 or 26 episodes. That's pretty bad. And so for some of you, maybe it's Gossip Girl. Maybe you're trying to fill your void of uh, being empty and not satisfied by uh, reality and you wanna turn to a show on Netflix to be able to get, get your fulfillment and see what's going on uh, on Netflix. So whatever it may be, uh, there are things that you can do to try to fill you, but nothing's going to fill you like the one thing that you're actually craving. So like I said, driving to Chipotle isn't convenient for me. I don't like to do it, but I do it because I'm hungering for Chipotle. And so a lot of you right now, you're probably thinking, well, Zach, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the things that I struggle with. You don't know the friendships that are failing in my life. You don't know the things that are going on in my family. You don't know the bad relationship that I have with my parents. You don't know about my abusive dad, or you don't know what's going on in my school life. You don't know anything about me. See, but, but I don't even get this right. Even I struggle. Even I fail to have time with God, fail to read my Bible. Even I fight with my parents. Even I am quick to get angry. And yet, I still get filled by God because I know that when I'm craving God and when I'm trying to be satisfied by God, only God is going to satisfy me. And so uh, I'm actually going through a devotional right now uh, with a few students, um, and it's, a, it's a broken up in weeks, and each week has five days. So if you miss a day, uh, you can catch up on the weekends or whenever you need to catch up. Um, and so this week is supposed to be week five for us. Um, and I just finished week one. Uh, and so I've been slacking so much on this devotional, and I just finished week one, and now I'm on week two, and everybody else is almost halfway done with week five, and I'm still on week two. 
And see, the reason I, that happened to me is because I'm lazy, because I get home from work and I don't want to read, because it's not convenient for me. See, God isn't concerned about our convenience because when, it, when God sent Jesus to die on a cross and be nailed on a cross for your sins and my sins, that wasn't convenient. See, when God created the universe and everything that we know and love, that wasn't convenient. See, but God's not concerned with, about our convenience. He's concerned about us being filled by everything that he has for us. And so tonight, I have two questions that I want to ask you guys. And the first one is this. What are the appetites that you're trying to satisfy that you need to pass by? Maybe you're like me uh, two years ago when I was still partying and drinking, and I was trying to get past all that. Maybe you're letting your friends influence you so much to where you're, you're getting led down a road that you never thought you'd be led down, and you're starting to make bad decisions. Maybe for you, that's one of the appetites that you uh, are trying to use to satisfy you that you need to pass by. Maybe for you, it's that boy or that girl Maybe you're trying to get their attention so much that you're forgetting to read your Bible. You're forgetting to have quiet time with God. Maybe your relationship with God is just lacking in general. Um, and you're just trying to chase after this guy or chase after this girl. And it's leading to nowhere. And you're not seeing that God is right in front of your face. You have a Chipotle burrito bowl sitting right in front of your face saying, Here I am. I will fill you. So the second question we have is, Where do you need to go out of your way to be satisfied by God? And so for some of you, you might be like me and you just needed accountability. You needed someone to hold you accountable, to keep you accountable for reading and staying in God's word and understanding everything that he has for you. Maybe for you, you need to wake up earlier. I know that it's hard for me to wake up in the morning when it's six in the morning and I don't wanna go to school. And I, the last thing I wanna do is read my Bible and I say, God, I'll get to you tomorrow. But tomorrow never comes because we're so concerned about it being convenient for us rather than being filled by God. So maybe for you, it's waking up earlier. Maybe for you, you just need to switch the time that you read from the morning to the night or the night to the morning, whatever may work better for you because God's not concerned about our convenience. He's just concerned about filling us. Maybe you just need to start having time with God and finding out that everything that you've been searching for, everything that you've been searching to fill you up, you begin to get filled once you get into God's word. So maybe for you, that's what you need to do. So before we close, I just want to look at a passage uh, of scripture, and it's Psalm 34 eight. And see, I think King David actually knew what it meant to be spiritually satisfied. And so Psalm 34 eight says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And see, we see the word blessed again. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him taste and see the Lord is good. See, when I get my Chipotle, when I drive all that way and drive home and get my first bite of Chipotle, there's nothing better than that. See, when at the end of the day, only Chipotle can satisfy an appetite for Chipotle and only God can satisfy a spiritual appetite. So where do you guys need to be satisfied by God? Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you so much for these students. Lord, God, I just thank you so much for the things that you're doing in their life. God, for touching their lives and the relationships that you have with them. God, and I just pray right now in this moment, Lord, that they would learn to hunger and thirst after you, God, with the same hungering and the same thirst that David had in Psalm 34, 8. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would 
touch our hearts, God, that you would speak to our hearts tonight, God, and reveal to us the places that we need to start picking up the ball and running with it and having a quiet time with you and learning more about who you are, God, and the relationship that we can have with you, God, because we keep turning to these things such as uh, drinking or partying or that guy or that girl, God, when we should be turning to you to be filled. So God, tonight, reveal to us where in our lives we need to pick up the ball and start chasing after you.